Welcome to Live from the Grand Tea Time Music Festival from Jackson Hole, Wyoming, celebrating performances from the seven-week classical music festival, which takes place each summer in Jackson Hole. I'm your host, Andrew Todd, here with my co-host, friend, and the music director of the Grand Tea Time Music Festival, Donald Ronicles. Today's show features music from England, entirely appropriate since my co-host Donald hails from the United Kingdom, Scotland, and today's program features music by two composers, Benjamin Britten and Rafe Vaughn Williams. Donald, you spend a majority of your time in the Opera House as the general director of the Deutsche Oper in Berlin, as well as being the music director here in Jackson Hole at the Grand Teton Music Festival. Our first piece, the four C interludes by Benjamin Britten from Peter Grimes, gives you an opportunity to have a foot in both camps, the Opera House and the Concert Hall. Tell me a little bit more about the sense of place of this music, the composer Britten, the coastline of England, and some of the characters in this opera. Benjamin Britten had a lifelong love affair with the ocean, with the sea in all of its colors and all of its moods, from the most serene to the most tempestuous. He lived a lot of his life on the East Coast, of England and in this early opera he was a a mere 28 or 29 he set to music a story about a fishing village where this one man Peter Grimes is the oddball he's he's rather the person that nobody feels comfortable around he is somebody who goes out to fish and takes fishing boys with him and there's an accident and a fishing boy dies and one feels that all of a sudden he's been condemned uh, even though the facts are not known and this is this feeling of there is this village the mob mentality against this eccentric strange but ultimately deeply emotional human being and this sense of, of being ostracized uh, Benjamin Britten picks up on in this remarkable opera Peter Grimes And the four sea interludes, as they're called, the very first one is dawn, and one has this sense of this vast ocean, this vast sky. You're not sure where the one begins, where the other ends. The second is Sunday morning. The villagers come together in the congregation of the church, and one hears these village bells. There is the third sea interlude, which is moonlight. What we hear in this music is just the music of a very, very calm ocean. The moonlight is reflected in the water. And the fourth, uh, most exciting interlude of all, is this storm that then breaks on the village and everybody's scuttling for, uh, uh, for shelter. And what do they all do? All the villagers land up in, in the pub. We're going to listen to a performance which you led in 2008 with the Festival Orchestra, again featuring the four sea interludes of Benjamin Britten.
You've been listening to a live performance at Walk Festival Hall in Jackson Hole, a performance of Britain's Four Sea Interludes, led by conductor Donald Ronicles at the Grand Teton Music Festival. You're listening to Live from the Grand Teton Music Festival. I'm Andrew Todd. And I'm Donald Ronicles. On today's program, music from England, we heard the four sea interludes by Benjamin Britten. Now on to music by his countryman, Rafe Vaughn Williams, his third symphony, a work written shortly after the conclusion of World War I. Donald, what is it about this particular Vaughn Williams symphony that uh, attracted you to it? A third symphony of Vaughn Williams, of the nine, isn't a piece that comes up on programs regularly. It doesn't come up that regularly. There are uh, conductors such as Andre Previn or Leonard Slatkin who have always been Anglophiles and have always loved this music. Um, but I wouldn't say it's staple repertoire. In this third symphony, it is called the Pastoral. And while you feel you're in the English countryside, except we also know that this music has a far deeper significance and deeper meaning, this came just after the the calamitous First World War, where Vaughan Williams himself had served, who had been in the trenches, who witnessed the, the horror, the carnage. The world was never to be the same again, and, and this is something that Vaughan Williams had, had first-hand experience of. And I would say that his, this pastoral symphony, while there is great beauty, there is great nostalgia, for a world that had gone forever. For those of our listeners who listen extremely carefully, they'll notice in the second movement an instrument that they might not usually hear, and in this case, it's an alpenhorn, a version of a natural horn. Tell us how it came to be that Gail Williams, our principal hornist, decided to use this particular instrument in this performance. There is this extraordinary moment where we're time stands still uh, in this movement where the solo horn does take on this beautiful haunting solo and it may sound strange uh, in that Vaughan Williams insists that it should be played on a natural horn which means that there are no real valves which means that it's all done with the lips so to speak and which certain notes are automatically and rather hauntingly out of tune to our to our modern ears. This is music that seems to sound from far, far away, and we do know that uh, Vaughan Williams, in his experience in the trenches in the First World War, how often he would hear a bugle from far away and took notice of the fact that this bugle player couldn't quite find always the, 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 the right pitch. These are all uh, sounds that impact on the composer, and uh, sounds that he brings into the symphony orchestra. Speaking of offstage, in the fourth movement, the soprano is offstage. What does her role signify? In an instrumental symphony, uh, the introduction of human voice uh, always has something of great significance and a feeling of uh, a lone voice. It is offstage, and I believe in the context of this work, which is a... Uh, in, in some ways a, an in memoriam for a world that no longer existed at the end of the First World War. There's a feeling of this lonely human soul, this, this uh, 
sorrowful, beautiful song, somehow symbolic for us all, this feeling of the innocence that has been lost.
You've just been listening to a live performance of Vaughn Williams's third symphony, his pastoral symphony. The haunting sounds of Jane Archibald's soprano in the fourth movement, joined by the festival orchestra and Donald Runnicle's The Conductor. All of these performances from the Grand Teton Music Festival, a seven-week classical music festival that takes place every summer in Jackson Hole. I'm Andrew Todd for Donald Runnicle's We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. You can always learn more about the Grand Teton Music Festival at gtmf.org. This has been a presentation of the Grand Teton Music Festival, located in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Live from the Grand Teton Music Festival is a co-production of the Grand Teton Music Festival and Classic Digital Syndication's Vic Minzer Producer. Live from the Grand Teton Music Festival is supported by John and Barbara Vogelstein. By the way, we would love to hear from you. Write to us. Simply send us an email at listener at gtmf.org. And by all means, come visit us this summer in wonderful Jackson Hole. I'm Andrew Todd, and thanks for listening.